What's up to all my freelancers and creatives? This is Nathan, and this is another episode of Freelance Jumpstart. And in this episode, I'm gonna tell you what I learned while in LA. So a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go to Los Angeles and I spoke at a conference. I spoke at Cal State University at WordCamp LAX, and I talked about my keynote talk for WordCamp. And I have that shared on the channel. If you haven't seen it, you'll see a link pop up. You can watch it there. If you're listening on the podcast, I'll post it so that you can also give it a listen. But while I was in LA, I had a chance to do a few things. I, you know, walked around the city, got to see a couple of different sites. I also got to go to specific agencies and talk to different people and learn uh, certain things there. But I also even went to the beach. And this was my first time at a beach. Got to relax at a beach in Santa Monica and just kind of take things in. But while I was there to speak at a conference amongst do other things, I also had the opportunity to go to a museum and I learned a lot. Now the museum I visited was the Broad Museum and they had many things that were available there, many things that were on display, and they had so much art there that they weren't even displaying everything on the floor. I even got to go to the storage area where they had more pieces of art, they just didn't have enough space to show everything at once. Now, normally when you're at a museum, you look at different pieces of art and art is somewhat subjective, meaning that when you may look at it, you get different things based upon your own interpretation. I have found that your own interpretation is often based on your own life experiences. So that would mean you may look at a piece of art today and think one thing, but maybe some years goes by and you look at that same piece of art but because your life and experiences have changed, now that art piece has a different meaning. But the main thing that I learned while touring this museum in Los Angeles is one main thing. Art is about storytelling. Now there's many different ways and many different things you can do that would qualify as art, right? You can use a digital medium, you can make videos, you can make graphics, uh, computer graphics, whether they be 3D graphics or augmented reality. Um, when I was at the museum, I saw a display that had different videos going. That counted as art. I saw art as paint, right? People use an oil canvas and they painted on that canvas or people painted with pastel colors or people chose a different medium. They chose to make things very small and almost microscopic. Certain people decided to make things very large. Things were huge and they were almost touching the ceiling. So there were different types of art people were using. I even saw some photographs that were taken by photographers. All of these things qualified as art. However, the thing that really set it off when I was looking at these different pieces of art on the wall and all throughout the museum was the story that was right next to the different pieces of art. Oftentimes I would look at something and I would think random thoughts like, okay, there is a painting of a tree. Nice. But then I would read the story about the specific tree, um, the painting of the tree. And after reading the story, it gave me a whole new perspective and a whole new piece of valuable information that really made me appreciate the artwork that much more. In other words, the story really enhanced the art that I was looking at. And this would mean that the valuable piece of information, or at least the most valuable piece of information when you're looking at art, is not the art itself, but the story 
about the art. You see, art can be used, and I'm not trying to sit here and talk and get like all theoretical or anything like that, but seriously, you see, art can be used as a souvenir for a marker in time. Art can be used as a way to capture a specific moment in time or a certain era of what or what is going on in this particular decade or century. And it kind of speaks to that. I saw a lot of pieces from Andy Warhol there and even Norman Rockwell there as well. And they kind of captured what was going on, uh, Americana, things going on in that era. It really spoke to all of those things. You got to feel for the culture just from different pieces of art. So it's the story behind it that helped me understand a better story of an entirely different decade. Just to kind of give you an example of what I'm talking about, let's look at a specific image. Now what you see on your screen right now is an image of a display that I saw at the museum and it is a picture of a porcelain statue of Michael Jackson and his monkey Bubbles. Now Michael Jackson, of course, is a real person, uh, was a real person, historical figure, probably one of the best artists of all time in terms of musicians. But yes, Michael Jackson did own a monkey named Bubbles, and he had he was very close with that uh, animal and took it with him different places. And you know he even had interviews where he was on TV and he's holding the monkey and talking. So that really happened. So all this statue is is a porcelain replication of Michael Jackson with Bubbles by Jeff Coombs. And you look at it and you're like, oh, cool. But the valuable thing here is the story. You know, why did Jeff Coombs choose to use this medium? Why did he choose to use Michael Jackson? What is going on? See, we don't think about it today because those who may have known Michael Jackson when he's alive, you don't think about it. Or maybe you were alive when you saw Michael Jackson with his monkey Bubbles. You don't think anything about it. But when it is in the future, let's say the year 2150, so over a hundred years into the future, if this art piece still exists, people will look at this and they say, what is this? A man with a monkey? And then they'll read the story. Then they'll see the story and ask themselves, who is Michael Jackson? Then they will look up who Michael Jackson is then they may stumble upon some of the greatest music they've ever heard. And all of this will happen because they saw a piece of art that introduced them to a moment in time that introduced them to a musician's life's work. So all in all, what I'm saying pretty much is this. If you are any type of creative, if you're an artist, if you're a designer, take some of the subjectivity away from your work and focus on crafting a story. Even the agencies I went to and spoke with, it's all about the story that they're telling, not necessarily what they're producing. If you focus too much on aesthetics or how something looks, or if something is visually appealing, that won't really do it because somebody may like it visually and somebody else may not like it, may not agree with it. So to eliminate the subjectivity, craft a story of what you want to tell. Craft the story that shows the value of what it is that you have created. That's what I learned in LA. LA is full of nothing but storytellers. Now, it's another thing if you can get somebody to actually believe your story, but nevertheless, if you're gonna make it out in LA, I realized very quickly 
you have to be good at telling stories and you have to be good at getting people to believe your story. So if you're still wondering how to tell a story or what's going on with that, I'm going to recommend two things. The first thing is go back and listen to and or watch the episode called Speak Up For Your Work. And I believe it was Freelance Jumpstart episode 39. Go watch that. Go listen to that. And it talks about when you create something, speak up for it. Because when you leave things up to interpretation, people may interpret the wrong thing. But if you put a story behind it, you make your work that much more valuable. And the second thing I would recommend is to go check out episode 43 of Freelance Jumpstart and listen to something called Before and After. I talk about um, Terrence Tang, a hand lettering artist who uh, started his own clothing line, and I talk about how he documented the process. The only reason that I am appreciating some of the art that I saw in the museum, and this art was sold for thousands and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, um, this art was sold. So because it had value, because it was able to be connected to a story. So in the episode before and after, I talk about chronicling the process. So if you create anything, chronicle the process because that'll help you better position your art, your design, your creative, your work. But that will also help you craft a story so people can see the value of your art. Thank you for taking the time to check out this episode. I greatly appreciate it. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. Doesn't matter how you reach out to me. It can be on YouTube, leaving a comment. It can be on Twitter. Um, it can be email, going directly to my website, nathanlote.com. Doesn't really matter. However you reach out to me, I make it a point to always respond and or reach out to whoever reaches out to me. Well, until the next episode, I will catch you later. See you.